Welcome to Aztec Sounds, a brand new podcast series brought to you by Ian Mercer of Mexico Law. That's Mexico with L-O-R-E on the end, as in folklore. I'm Ian, by the way. Way back in 1980, my Mexican partner Graciela and I set up what the British Museum went on to call the highly successful teaching team, Mexico Law. Basically, we run history workshops for kids in primary schools in England on the Aztecs and the Maya. We're a family outfit. If you want to know more about the work we do in schools, well, just click on Aztecs.org. In this series, I want to share with you some of the fascinating wind and percussion sounds from the world of the Aztecs, or the Mexica as they call themselves. So that's not just the musical instruments they played, but also some unusual sound effects artifacts from turtle shell drums to skull scrapers, from death whistles, to conch shell trumpets, from rain sticks, to tongue drums, from ocarinas, to double, triple, even quadruple barreled flutes. And the point is, it's often not just the sound that's intriguing in its own right, it's how it was made and what it meant. Welcome to my very first podcast. Now, it could be a bit rough around the edges, but bear with me. I'm trying my best. The subject I've chosen as the first one in this series of Aztec sounds is what people call Aztec death whistles. And my aim is to try and debunk some of the myths about these things and to try and explain, as far as we know, what they really were for. So the obvious first question to ask is, have you heard of them? And if you have, what have you heard of them? Now, you may have read things like, uh, these things produce a scream of a thousand corpses. Or that they'll give you horrific nightmares. Or that they're one of the most terrifying sounds on earth. So where have you heard of them? Now, you may have seen the film Ghostbusters Afterlife. I mean, I remember seeing the original Ghostbusters back in the 1980s, but I hadn't seen the latest one until my granddaughter recommended it because she said they play Aztec death whistles in the film. So off we went to the cinema to watch Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's a great film. In it, there are two young teenage heroes. The boy, I love this, is called Podcast, and the girl Phoebe, both are loners who become close buddies. Well, one day Podcast discovers one of these whistles at Phoebe's family home, the farmhouse, and tries blowing it. Their teacher happens to be there, and he says something like, oh yes, in ancient times they were designed to ward off evil. Phoebe's mum lets Podcast take it away, and next day he blows it in the foundry when he and Phoebe confront a ghost called Muncher. It doesn't work. So where did the filmmakers get the idea from? My guess is the internet. What will you find on the internet about death whistles? Well, people will say they were associated with death rituals. After all, there tends to be a skull face on the front. They were ceremonial objects for human sacrifice. Or Aztec warriors used them as weapons to scare away the enemies kind of psychological warfare. But the problem is, precious few of these things have ever actually been found. So really, all this stuff on the internet is all speculation. So what exactly is a death whistle? Well, to you and me, it's a little clay whistle. It's often just about an inch or so high with a blowhole at the top and a sound hole underneath. Usually they have a skull shape of some kind on the front. Scholars give them such names as noise aerophones. 
death, life, wind resonators, skull whistles, wind, noise, sound generators. I think theoretically they belong to a group of instruments called air spring whistles, but they don't fit established Western classifications of instruments, and there are literally only a handful of original ones in existence today in museums, mainly from 19th century collections. You'll find them in Basel, Berlin, Washington, Mexico City, but they lack what we call archaeological contexts, crucial if you want to work out what they were originally used for. Each has its own unique sound. The acoustical mechanism inside is surprisingly elaborate. It distorts the sound of wind. We know about the mechanism because one or two original ones have been found broken, so literally you can see inside them. Now, if you take a flute, the air just goes straight in one end and out the other. But with a death, a death whistle, the air streams collide on their way in and out. And what's called the spring is really an empty space inside, technically called a chaos chamber. It has two parts. Now, the way I understand it is that turbulence is created when the air going in hits the cavity or space inside. Like any wind instrument, you can play it louder or quieter, depending on how hard or soft you blow, and you can vary the pitch by gradually covering or uncovering uh, the sound hole underneath. By the way, if you want to hear some examples of recordings of death whistles, go on our website, aztecs.org, and just go to the Aztec music section. Now, where did all this and how did all this interest in death whistles start? Well, back in 1962, the first drawings of what he called spring aerophones were published by the Mexican engineer José Luis Franco. In his study, he included a drawing of the internal mechanism of a death whistle. Ten years later, in 1972, Folkways Records in the United States produced the first known audio recording by Jorge Dacher of two of what he called whistles of compression from the Mexican Gulf Coast, believed to be in the collections of the Smithsonian Museum. Then in 1989, in the Temple of the Aztec Wind God at Tlatelolco, the archaeologist Salvador Guillem Arroyo unearthed the skeleton of a 20-year-old man who was holding a death whistle in each hand and some obsidian blades. Now, it's that context uh, which was a key discovery that many people have latched on to. So, where do we come in? Well, we use music in our workshops. Kids play and hear drums, scrapers, stone gongs, turtle shells, rattles, conch shells, rain sticks, flutes, ocarinas and death whistles. Back in the 1970s, I actually bought that Folkways double LP record called Pre-Columbian Instruments for Mexico with a recording of death whistles on it. In 2010, I met, uh, uh, indeed stayed at the home of, the Mexican sound engineer Roberto Velázquez Cabrera in Mexico City. We became good friends, though sadly he died a few years ago. I'll tell you more about his important research in a moment. The following year, in 2011, we uploaded the first online article in English on death whistles, written for us by Roberto, and you can hear it on, uh, and read it on, uh, on our website, aztex.org. Our pictures from that article get reproduced everywhere when you Google death whistles. In 2016, I narrated Roberto's video, The History of Death Whistles, on YouTube. 
Who was Roberto? Well, for many years he studied and experimented with death whistles, literally hands-on. He made over a thousand replicas of ancient Mexican aerophones generally. He wisely noted that not all archaeologists are musicians and not all musicians are archaeologists. And also that if you find something ancient buried in the ground that has a hole in it, try blowing into it. It might originally have been a mu uh, an instrument of some kind. He told me that to begin with, archaeologists thought death whistles might have been toys, necklace pieces, animal imitators. They just weren't sure. He said he had to live with an instrument for years to really know it. Sadly, he wasn't given permission by Mexican authorities to analyse the death whistles at Tlatelolco. In fact, it was another good friend of ours, Adje Bot from Germany, who first played them 15 years after their discovery at Tlatelolco. He's now a world expert on ancient Mexican musical instruments. In 2002... Roberto published the internal structure of his first experimental death whistle model and the publication of his results online led to wide interest, particularly outside Mexico. In fact, that's how I first heard of him. His experiments have shown us several things, that the larger the whistle, the gentler the sound, and of course the other way around, the smaller, the fiercer, that if you cut off the blowing tube, the whistle still sounds. So the tube might have been developed simply so you could hold the instrument between your teeth, freeing up your hands. And he noted that if you blow two or more together, you get some very interesting sound effects. So, in conclusion, what do we think was their probable use? Well, death whistles clearly were made to create powerful sound effects. And wind relates to life and death. You think about it, we need the element of air to breathe in and out gently, but too much wind in the form of a hurricane or a fierce wind can be extremely dangerous. You and I can imitate a strong wind with our mouth. But it's a far cry from the real thing. The wind god is a dual force. It's got a good side and a bad side. Like all Aztec gods, you know, take the rain god. If he's in a good mood, he'll send rain. If he's in a bad mood, he'll send rain that hurts. Hail. So what can we conclude from finding those death whistles at the wind god's temple? Well, one or two experts think that maybe the death whistle was played by priests or their assistants as part of some ritual of sacrifice. Could they have represented death or wind as mighty forces rather than gods? Roberto believed that the Aztecs saw the instruments or objects themselves as sacred just as much as their gods. Now, here comes the crucial bit, which I've kept for the end. You see, the Aztecs believe that after we die, we go on a four-year journey down to the underworld, which they called Mictlan. And on your journey down, you had to go through nine different levels. And at each level, you'd face a challenge or a hazard. For example, when you get down to level five, at a place called Istehekayan, which means place of the obsidian wind, incidentally, remember those buried obsidian blades? You had to face a wind that was so powerful it could literally slice through you like an obsidian blade. What a great description of a hurricane or tornado. Incidentally, our word hurricane comes from the name of the Maya wind god Huracan. So the death whistle was buried with you as a reminder of the power of wind on your journey down to the underworld. And if you want to learn more about this, just go to our website, aztecs.org. So you see, it's got nothing to do with scaring your enemies in battle. 
Anyway, many thanks for listening. I've enjoyed doing this and I hope you found it interesting. I don't know when I'll do the next one, but I'll try and keep you posted. If in doubt, just go to our website, aztex.org, where they'll, they'll all be announced. And I'll leave you with one of my asterisks. That's an Aztec limerick. You'll find them all around our website. I'm a kid at heart. I always will be. So, here we go. Flute, gong, scraper, drum, turtle shell. Rattle, conch, ocarina or bell. If it made sounds, they knew it. They beat, shook or blew it. Even jugs whistling water as well. Adios.